All right, I'm going to jump right into this one. So I received a word, and it was love. And that sounds so simple, right? It wasn't too simple for me. So how simple really is that word, though, okay? Because a lot of us actually have trouble truly loving, not knowing what love really is. And the word love, it gets thrown around so easily, especially this day and ages. You know, we use it in so many different ways. Um, I love this house. I love my money. I love my job. I love my car. I love eating. You know, none of those things you would die for, though, right? And it made me think, where do we lose what love really meant? Because to me, those are more of wants. Those are more of needs. So I decided to look up the word love. And it says, an intense feeling of deep affection or a great interest and pleasure in something, or to feel a deep romantic or sexual attachment to someone. And there you have it. That was our definition for love. That's what the world gives us for the definition of love. And that's not love. That definition to me made me think lust. It made me think idolizing things. It said having a great interest in something, you know, I could have a great interest in cooking. It doesn't mean I love to. It just means I like to eat. I could have a deep sexual attachment to someone, and that doesn't mean that I could love them. You know, it could mean that I'm lusting. The enemy's after me. I'm lusting. Like, so let's be real. None of that means love. And in 1 John 2, verse 15 through 17, it says, Do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. And for the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. You know, so that's what you don't love. The definition... I read of love. That's not what love is. That, that's, that's, that's of this earth. Those are earthly things. Love is God. Love should be so simple. And why do I say that? Why do I say it should be simple? Because the ultimate price was already paid, you know, to show love. In 1 John 3, verse 16, it says, We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. And in 1 John 4, verse 7 through 11, it says, Dear friend, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. You know, so can we stop throwing around that word love so loosely? Because that word love, it had a price on it. So next time, think of this when you start using that word so loosely. Our father, Jesus, having to bear his cross, really, that was our cross. That was all our sins. That was all our burdens on that cross. 
having to carry that cross, it said about a distance of 600 meters. I looked up 600 meters, that's 2,000 feet. So carrying this cross while people were probably yelling and are hating him and screaming derogatory things and spitting at him and hitting him while he's walking the crucifixion, you know, that's love. Them nailing him to that cross, that's love, y'all. And he still asked to forgive us for we not know what we do. That's love. And all he asks is to love him back, to love our neighbors, to forgive. You know, I think it should be so easy to forgive now when you keep that in the back of your head, what it really meant to love someone. In Mark 12, verse 29 through 31, it says, Jesus replied, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. And my last verse for y'all, it's not my last, I'm not, let me not even say that. This verse for y'all, it says, John, in 1 John 5, verse 6 through 11, it says, And Jesus Christ was revealed as God's son by his baptism in water and by shedding his blood on the cross, not by water only, but by water and blood and the spirit who is truth, confirms it with his testimony. So we have these three witnesses, the spirit, the water, and the blood, and all three agree. Since we believe human testimony, surely we can believe the greater testimony that comes from God. And God has testified about his son, all who believe in the Son of God know in their hearts that this testimony is true. Those who don't believe this are actually calling God a liar because they don't believe what God has testified about His Son. And this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. In 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 through 7, it reads, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up and never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. So that's love, y'all. Love is patient, love is kind, and love had a price on it. So when you think about that word love and you start throwing it around so loosely, you think, dang, this word truly had a price on it. This word truly had a price on it. And that word, really, he showed his love through his sacrifice. Imagine if he would have been like, nah, I'm, I'm not going to do that one. Like, I, ca I can't do that one. The way that we walk away so quickly once we're hurt. Imagine if, if our father, if Jesus Christ would have been like, no, nah, I, I don't want to go through that crucifixion. So love had a price on it. Um, before I close this out, I'm going to read Psalms 32 to y'all. It says, oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt whose lives are lived in complete honesty. When I refused to confess my sins, my body was wasted away, and I groaned all day long. 
Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord, and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Therefore, let all the godly pray to you while there is still time, that they may not drown in the floodwaters of judgment. For you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Do not be like a senseless horse or a mule that needs a bit and brittle to keep it under control. Many sorrows come to the wicked, but unfailing love surrounds those who trust the Lord. So rejoice in the Lord and be glad, all you who obey him. Shout for joy, all whose hearts are pure. And (laughs) I keep hearing pray, you know, so I feel like I have to end this with a prayer. And I'm very nervous, y'all, you know. This is the beginning for me. I'm, I'm really, truly, truly walking with my father. So I asked y'all to join me on this journey of walking with him and truly trusting him. So I'm going to end it with the prayer. So if you can, you know, bow your heads, close your eyes, do it in your heart, however you can right now. But um, dear Heavenly Father, Father, I thank you for everything that you do and everything that you continue to do. Father, I pray that whosoever ears this touch, whosoever hearts this touch, whosoever minds this touch, Lord, that you speak through them and that they hear your word however they may need to hear it, dear Father. I thank you for the opportunity that you laid before me. For you, I said, I am your walking and living vessel upon this earth so that you may use me however you need to, Father. I thank you, Father. I thank you. And in Jesus' name, I pray to you. Amen. Thank you, guys.